Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is one body and one spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God, Father, Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have been together in your effects in one communion and fellowship in this body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace to follow your
Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and weep for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And for anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The gospel of the Lord.
Tulsa is not, generally speaking, an appropriate place from which to address politics in a very specific manner. But I cannot not name the elephant in the room this week. Because I think this election weighs heavily on our spiritual lives. Few of us feel at peace about the current political scene, or about Tuesday, or about the potential aftermath of this election, no matter who wins. Which is why our bishops have asked us to observe a time of prayer from now until the end of election day. Observing a time of prayer in the community is not just a comfort to us. It is the vehicle by which we leverage the power of the Holy Spirit, not as a fairy godmother, who can wave a wand and make everything all right, though that would be possible, but as a seal of love and protection on our world. The letter to the Ephesians today says that in Christ we have been marked by the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. I've always loved the line in our baptism where we are told that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. To be sealed, to be a bearer of God's seal, is a very compelling concept to me. What is a seal? Besides being a carnivorous brain mammal. A seal is a symbol or a sign that serves as a vehicle, a visible evidence. A seal provides evidence of authenticity. It serves as a confirmation, an assurance, or a bond. And a seal protects things. To seal something is to affix a sign of authorization or testimony. It is to bind, to decide irrevocably, to, to grant under the sign of one's authority, such as to grant pardon. And a seal, to seal something, is to secure it. Based on the above word study, which came from the deep research of Google, I realized that the prayer of the Holy Spirit may be all that we need today. I pray the seal of the Holy Spirit on my own life and on yours, on the lives of Jack and Benjamin, as they are baptized and on the lives of their parents and godparents. I pray the seal of the Holy Spirit onto your pleasure and onto the finances of our church. I pray the seal of the Holy Spirit onto the election process, onto the lives of all who have suffered through this political season, and onto the hearts of all the voters and all the candidates. Yes, I mean all the candidates. There's a lot of fear in this election, and we are people of love, not people of fear. We pray love into, on, and for everyone and everything. As I often mentioned yesterday, Bishop Gates pointed out that fear is the enemy of love, and love is the enemy of fear, which is perhaps the crux of why Jesus said that crazy thing he said in today's gospel. Love your enemies and pray for them. 
We are often either annoyed or in denial about the fact that Jesus said things like that, and yet he did. You see, fear is the enemy. And the only weapon powerful enough to obliterate fear is love. And maybe the most adhesive form of love is the seal of the Holy Spirit. And so we pray that seal of love onto everything that induces fear. We pray for our enemies. Jesus doesn't say support them. Approve of them, assist them, enable them, or hope Jesus says, pray for them and love them. It is the only way to begin to deflate the power of fear that they have. Sealed by the Holy Spirit, we all are a little more loving, a little humbler and a little holier. Sealed by the Holy Spirit, we are more authentic, more bonded to God, and more secure. And when I say we are more secure, I mean that as a two-way statement. I hope and pray that the seal of the Holy Spirit on my part both protects me from outside forces and, to whatever degree possible, protects others from the worst part of me. This kind of seal is akin to the kind of strong seal that we hope remains on the sour cream way back in the fridge that expired in 2010. It is the kind of seal that is akin to the safety feature we hope is locked and secured on any weapon we may No one wants a safety seal to be compromised. Seals protect everyone. And if there is someone out there who embodies the enemy of fear, because that person has the capacity to inflict great harm and amplify fear. I hope that that person is as sealed and contained as I am by the Holy Spirit. And so we pray for the seal of the Holy Spirit to be strong on all of us. This is a time to buckle down on the prayer of the Holy Spirit. On Tuesday, we will have both traditional noon day and prayer here in the chapel with prayers from our Book of Common Prayer that have gone on through the ages, prayers for our nation, for elections, for governance. We will hold those same prayers in Compton that night at 7 o'clock. This evening we will have even song in this space, and the youth group will take a prayerful lantern walk. In a moment, we will reset the seals on each of our lives as we renew our baptismal covenant, and we will witness the baptism. Benjamin and Jack. Before communion, we will send a bit of our livelihood up to the altar in an envelope and ask for God's seal on that which we give of ourselves. Then we will hold a full minute of silence for the community of saints that surrounds us here at church and in our hearts and in our memories. And we will share communion. It is a lot, Alec but it is all connected. It all awakens our awareness for our need for the seal of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our world. It 
all turns fear to love, and thus has more power than we could ever have. Before we move on into baptizing Jack and Benjamin, let us pray. Holy Spirit, seal us all with your protective, energizing love. Seal all that we bring before you this day, babies to be baptized, memories of loved ones, our offerings, our fears, our pain and joy, and our open hearts. Holy Spirit, set your seal upon our local, national, and global communities. Seal our hearts on and through election day and into the future of our common life. We pray for a surrounding, a sealing, a binding, a liberating, a securing, and a victory over fear that everything in and under heaven may be sealed by the Holy Spirit in safety, in sacredness, and in the power of love.
committed themselves to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenants. Do you believe in God the Father?
Jackie and I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jackie and I, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and baptism and marked as Christ's own.
loved to have you be part of us. So, in two weeks, and then um, an RSVP to Ann Lynch for a screening by the 16th of November. So, two weeks from today, after church, wonderful community event with clergy, vestry, parishioners, and other people. Look forward to seeing you. Good morning, I'm Barbara Morris, one of the four people who were running the fair this year. So on behalf of myself and Linda Vieira and Carol Burroughs and Cheryl Holbrook, thank you very much to everyone who came out. If you've seen the sea of red shirts yesterday, it was amazing. Um, and all of you who donated and brought things by and helped and sorted and cleaned and everything and baked and everything that people do that gets the fair ready. Party thanks. I don't believe that we have a total yet. No, we don't have a total yet. Um, but it was a very successful day by all accounts, so thank you to everyone. I, I am going to also say somebody lost a Charlie card during the week, and I picked it up. So if you're missing one, just come and find me. Thank you. I'm here, and the reason we don't have a Charlie is because the fair is still continuing. Downstairs at the end is still lots of wonderful bargains for you to purchase after the service. And also stop by the Promise Tree. There are still lots of things on the Promise Tree services, concert tickets, a new vacation home, lots of things, and gift cards all at a discount. So to see you downstairs, coffee hour is downstairs as well. And there's lots of bakers, so we'll see you downstairs. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Jane Louie, your senior warden. Uh, I'd like to reiterate some of the comments just made, but I think it's important that on behalf of the vestry, we thank all of you in the parish for supporting the fair. Um, some of you may not know that a good percentage of the proceeds from the fair go to uh, assist food pantries in Concord and surrounding communities. Um, this makes it our, enables our parish better help those in need and makes a big, significant impact. Um, I'd also like to uh, thank Linda Beer and Barbara Morse for chairing, for co-chairing this fair. They've done an incredible job, worked very hard. I'd like to ask all of you to
Linda and Barbara, Cheryl and Carol could not have done any near what all had to be done without many, many volunteers willing to spend many, many hours. And uh, there's just so much that went on between the uh, you know soliciting goods for sale, the uh, pricing, the setup, the preparing all the delicious foods that so many did. That um, I think it's really important that all of us. Uh, thank all those who are involved. So I would ask anyone who is involved with fair in any way, shape, or form to please stand up so we can acknowledge and thank you. Thank you very much.
search for the gifts of life, love, intellect, and material worlds. We thank you for leading us to respond to you with these pledges as expressions of thanksgiving. Bless them, we pray, as we seek to do your will in this community and beyond through these faithful offerings. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, as you bring us face to face with our mortality, we thank you for making each one of us in your own image and giving us gifts in body, mind, and spirit. We thank you now as we honor the memory of those who have gone before us into your glory. We entrust them to your mercy and pray that you will show us the path of life and the fullness of joy in your presence through all eternity. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to the good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
thanks to you, O oh God, for the goodness and love that you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken to the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days, you sent him to be incarnate on the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him, you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him, you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ was bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke and gave it to his disciples and said, Hey, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we will make his resurrection, we will make his coming to glory. And we offer our sacrifice of faith and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray, you, gracious God, and send your Holy Spirit upon you here, that they may be the sacraments of the body of Christ and his body of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable to him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where, with all your saints, we may enter the everlasting mercy of your Son and God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in